0: Hey everyone, how you doing? It's time for the PDG Advertising Podcast and this is episode 14 with me, Peter Doak. So to get us kicked off today, I wanted to share something that I learned from a guy that I worked with, a very talented web development team manager. And this team based in Australia they were very adept at using themes and adapting themes for customers, um, for websites. I guess this follows on a little bit from yesterday's talk of, you know, you need a designer and then you need a developer. If you're gonna go with a theme, um, and just for anybody that doesn't know, if you go on to Google and you Google theme monster or theme forest, you will find Probably at this stage, millions of themes out there that you can use as your base level of your website. Probably change the images on it, the text on it, upload it to um, WordPress, and that's in no particular order. And then you've got a really professional looking theme. Now, the kind of downside of it is that someone else could get your theme and someone else could look like your website, but I Doubt that that really matters so much. I think it's more important that your product is good and that what you're doing is the right thing. But what this guy Tom told me, um, he's actually a member of Skypoint's team in Australia, in Sydney. Tom's actually a banging house DJ. It's one of my my great passions, um, dance music. So I think that's why we got on quite well. And Tom told me once that whenever you're dealing with a theme, don't mess around with it too much. You can maybe change images, you can maybe change some colors, you can maybe change a little bit of the alignment of things, but don't mess about with it too much because the designer of that theme, if it looks good and looks strong, There's a reason why certain elements are in place and there is a reason why there are certain colors used and there's a reason why it is the way it is. So whenever you start messing about with it and you end up with something that you don't really like, it's because you weren't the person that designed the theme initially and you're not necessarily qualified enough to be making those changes. Qualified is the wrong word. I think what I'm going for is you're not the person that created it. Whenever you start making changes to it, you're not able to take that backward creative genius step that allowed that person to create a theme that you've actually liked. So um, something that's quite important to not mess around with the theme too much. And this, the reason why I bring this up is because there's a bunch of... Um, platforms out there in the world. There's Canva for some creative design. There's MailChimp for email design. There is, whew, I mean, there's Ad Espresso for Facebook ads design. I mean, th- there's so many different ways to get to where you're going now in advertising and in platform that it makes sense to understand how to use the individual platforms because there's a reason why MailChimp is set up in the way that it's set up. There's a reason why the themes look like that with you know certain places where buttons are and certain places where images are. In Canva, whenever you see a really nice design, there's a reason why you think it's nice. It's because it's well designed. So whenever you then start to stick stuff on top of it or move stuff about or mess about with it too much, You go further and further away from the the true design and the true art that it was meant to be. And what we're working on in PDG Advertising is getting really, really good at working in platform with anything that we use. So we don't create something outside of um, the platform and then import it in. Um, We work within the platforms to make it as good as it can possibly be and not all the time I guess or sometimes when it's necessary to design outside of the platform but um, the majority of time we'll design in platform and just work within the parameters that exist because they've been set up by people they've been refined they've been worked on and you've liked it from the start so why mess about with that whenever you get into the platform platform itself so Today I was uploading episode 13 and today I'll probably upload this episode number 14 into YouTube and something cool happened and this is the kind of stuff that I really want to be sharing on this channel. So I've always noticed whenever you go to, let's say Gary Vaynerchuk or let's say Bill Burr or Joe Rogan, when you go to the early, early episodes of those um, uh, podcasts, on YouTube, you'll see that they have, you know, very few views in comparison to the more recent episodes, and it's geeks and diehard fans like me that have gone to the depths of, you know, six hundred videos in in YouTube, of Gary Vaynerchuk to find out what it was like at, at the start. Excuse me, <laughs> hiccuping on the podcast, it's no good. It is no good, um, but going to the depths of those, you know, archives to find what they were like to start off with. And I'm seeing the mini effect of that happening on the PDG advertising podcast. So two things happened. One, we're at 13 podcasts right now, 13 episodes that have been uploaded to YouTube. and the first few on YouTube have very few um, views, um, maybe one one or two. but as as time goes on and as more are added, there are more views. Um, so there are 14 times as many, you know, views on the more recent podcasts. And this is only 14, this is only 13 podcasts in. So what on earth can we do at a hundred podcasts? And look, if you're one of those people that is now listening to this podcast regularly, I am I'm over the moon about that. I I would love you to make a comment under this post or under this video, or subscribe to the channel and imagine you know what we can do in the in the future. It's quite incredible. And here's a tip: so whenever you are looking back over this podcast to find out you know how to how to do it and how we did it, um, when we do it because we haven't done it yet, and we're not claiming to have done it yet, but it's a great journey to be on. Um, whenever you're looking at it, we I made one change to the way that we titled the episodes on YouTube, and let's just take a step back. So why am I putting these episodes on YouTube? We're getting a lot of players on SoundCloud, on um, iTunes, on Anchor, and on um, Spotify right now, which is good. Um, Yesterday was our highest day, but still quite small, but we're still getting a lot of views um, and listens on those platforms. But I believe that YouTube is the place where people will discover us um organically i'm not convinced that on soundcloud spotify or itunes that we're going to be picked up organically but i think that we can be on youtube which is um good um, I, I think take another level forward you know whenever we get really consistent with youtube which i think we are at the moment but whenever we get a little bit more content on there we're going to be able to take lots of snippets and put that out across Facebook, across Instagram, across Twitter, across any different um, medium out there. So YouTube is a very important one, but I'm seeing the effect of it now. So um, I'm even noticing few people listening to the first few, some more listening to the mid-range ones, and then from 11, 12, and 13, um, well, I don't know about 13, it's only been uploaded today, but definitely 11, 12, many more people have have viewed than um the other other ones. I also broke into YouTube Analytics today, and as a data geek like myself, that was cool to look into that. See where people are listening to us. Some of you guys from America. Um, where was where was the furthest? we not the furthest place place that I, I didn't expect. Um, a lot of people in India listen to it. it. was amazing. Um, it's just a real uh, privilege, I suppose, to be able to put up content and have people all over the world. Um, listen to it so if you are listening thank you um, and I look forward to creating a lot more uh, for you to listen to in the future. I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent on this podcast now look this is about digital marketing but I mean part of I said recently on one of these podcasts that I was trying to you know, get a little, little bit healthier and, and work out a bit more and um, I've been doing that you know eating a little bit better in the last week and going to the gym and and walking and things like that. But I've started to really sort of think about being a little bit more body conscious. And I thought, right, well, what, how can you, you know, from top to toe, um, be, uh, get yourself more health healthier? And I thought, well, it'd be good to understand about different parts of the body. And <laughs> I uh, I, I thought, right, I'm going to understand about the brain because it's at the top. So I'm going to see how can you keep your brain healthy? Because assumingly, it's one of the most important parts of you to keep you going. I was not wrong, um, but what happened, I wasn't really expecting it on the thing. So I, I've got this cool thing, smart TV, um, where I can cast straight to the TV from YouTube. So I can stick on any YouTube clip and it kind of just appears magically on the screen, which is great. But today I visited, um, uh, learning about the brain um, from UCLA, I don't know what UCLA is. I'm assuming it's an, a university or some sort of research place. Um, I'm maybe showing my ignorance here, so please feel free to correct me. But um, so it, it was what the brain is about. So the doctor guy, and it was so interesting. He was showing a, he was showing a, um, a model of the brain, and it was life size model of the brain. And I was very very comfortable with that. That was all good. But then the guy. I mean he was showing the like he was he was showing the um what words did he use for it? The lobes and the hemispheres, I think. And he was showing where different parts were, like memory and um consciousness and um and uh, you know movement and and things like things like that. Um and he was saying that these are the areas and he was showing he was looking up under it and looking around his brain and all the cool. And it was really uh, kind of detached from reality a little bit, um, because this was a plastic. It was clearly plastic, and it wasn't wasn't real. And then he 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 reached into this other box, and oh, he pulled out this real human brain on there. And I I mean, I got I got myself into this, so I wasn't about to turn off the the TV or turn off the YouTube clip. But I wouldn't. I was not prepared for that at all so i mean it was it was very real um didn't look a million times off the plastic one if someone had told me it was plastic i probably believed it but he said no it was it was real it was life-size it was big it was in his hand and it was really really real i i can't watch casualty if you're in america casualty is the equivalent of er and there's a lot of gore on there so that was kind of kind of unexpected um I wonder what my next um, voyage on YouTube and finding out about different parts of the body. Um, is, isn't it funny, though, how whenever you're in school that you don't um, really appreciate these things? And I definitely didn't. Some of my classes, uh, I know people did, looking back, people probably were fascinated by it, some of the kids were. but. I definitely wasn't. No, I really am. No, I'd love to understand all of that, and no, I'd love to love to figure that out and get into it. Um, and I wonder, will that help me with trying to um, live a more healthy lifestyle by understanding the the parts of the the body? But yeah, I, I don't know if I need to. I don't know if I want to see um, any more real life um, things like that. One of the interesting things that the guy said on the YouTube clip was pretty cool. He said, "Isn't it incredible how quickly we can speak?" um how quickly we can get ideas out how quickly we can have a conversation how quickly i can speak on this podcast without any real prep i mean to give you an idea of what i have um behind the scenes um i have a book and i take down the things that are important throughout the day the things that maybe i can share with you Um, this is a bit of ad lib right now if that's the right word this is a bit ad hoc Um, this isn't written down anywhere that kind of proves the point of how speedy um the brain to the mouth to the to speech to to the vocal cords to all of that stuff it all just works and it works in a in less than a split second it it works in a in a really short amount of time um it's pretty pretty incredible and and something something that was cool to learn on the on the gory youtube channel that I was watching we took down some goals for the week last week and it was kind of there's something that happens whenever you have goals there's something that happens whenever you write them down if you write down your goals they have a very strange um way of coming true and of happening and i don't know how to un- i don't know how to describe that i don't know how to understand it i don't know how to um harness it i just know that whenever you write something down it happens. I don't know whether it's just writing it down and it's always in your mind and you know that it's something that you need to work towards or whether there is some connection with the world and what happens whenever you write down things with goals but goals are in my experience are the difference between success and failure at anything so and I don't know in in life or anything but certainly that's the case in business it's quite logical write down where you want to go work towards it all day and you eventually get there sounds pretty reasonable pretty logical to uh to to me i mean a lot of people will look at things like the law of attraction and things like that i give that some credit but not not like anywhere near what other people would i think that you know you must i think visualizing success is a good idea just so you know what you're looking for um writing it down for sure makes sense um because what because i see Again, I'm a little bit tongue-tied about it because I don't really understand it myself, but I do know what happened this week and what happened last week. So we made a decision last week, I made a decision last week, we're gonna be firing the engines to bring in new customers um, because we're in a good place and we're in a good position to do that. So we did it and this week we're sitting with an excellent new customer that signed up uh, yesterday. And that means that there's a new customer in the PDG advertising landscape and everybody's happy about it. Um, when I say Anthony, want to say everybody, I mean Anthony and myself are <laughs> very happy about it. And our customer is very happy about it as well. This customer is a massive seller on Amazon, 10,000 products they have, and they're just making their way into building their brand outside of Amazon. It's a very common situation that happens. And then people come to us with experience in e-commerce and working with people to do that what what they were going to do was they were going to hire someone to um upload uh 10,000 um 10,000 uh items into Shopify um one by one and we're now able to I think we mentioned this yesterday in the podcast but we're now able to do that in seconds um with an app Um, And that's something that we're going to be adding value with. And then what we'll be doing is starting to advertise the products that have been uploaded. These products are really nice um, pieces of merch um, branded as well. Um, There's some big media names um, that are on the the pieces of merch. So that'll be a really interesting one. And we're looking forward to getting stuck into that. But we're not stopping there. Um, We've got another um, few irons in the fire that we're working on. I'm looking forward to converting those guys into uh, customers as well today. Not today, this week. Another thing that happened had a couple of that's very apt. I had a couple of sales calls this week or today, sorry, um, throughout the day, and they were, yeah, they were pretty pretty good. Um, I can tell fairly quickly whether customer is right for pdg advertising or not we don't always know but there's a way of um proving that and that's through bant i've talked about it before it's where we go through with our cost pr- prospective customers potential customers whether they have the budget um whether they are the person that can make the um decision which is authority which is a um N, which is need do they actually need the product i'm not in the business of giving anybody anything that they don't need because my ambition is to do really great with all of our customers to build a really amazing um, digital advertising business um, so that N is really important and time when they need it is it now or is it or when is it and both of these customers actually they met all of that criteria criteria for us and it was really nice um, to talk to some like-minded people and both of the customers <laughs> towards the end were like yeah we kind of got it you will suit us and you know, and I got the same feeling because they were like-minded individuals and I've read a couple of books, I think one of the ones, one of the books that I read was called How Google Works and what they look for whenever they're hiring people is smart individuals or smart engineers, people who are able to problem solve. Um, and they say that smart engineers are able to identify each other and um, I would for sure place arrogantly place myself in a category of a smart engineer I think you know I can problem solve and that but but I understand that I can see it in other people as well so whenever you're on a sales call with someone who has set up his own business and now is looking for expertise um, and I have set up my own business and now I'm you know working to bring that expertise to people there's a connection and there's something that's important there and I have um, we've had so many sales calls in the past four years that I would say, maybe a third of them have been with um, like-minded, uh, smart engineer type people, if that's the way to describe them. Um, I would say all of the people have maybe been um, smart, smart engineers of some sort, because they obviously, if they're trying to talk to us, they've, they've, they've um, developed their business to a certain, certain point, and they have a business and they do that. But I wonder, what the difference is between the people that um, we would qualify and the people that we wouldn't qualify? It might be just a difference in their stage of their journey, um, or or for the people that we didn't qualify for because we certainly haven't won every pitch that we went to. Got a very high strike rate of being able to win a lot of the business that we go for, but there have been local businesses that we have business that we have lost um, in tender process. There have been international businesses, um, so. We're not in the same way that we qualify people, people for sure qualify us, um and we don't always come out on top um in those discussions so what i'm what I'm trying to say was that there are there were two sales calls today, and they were really enjoyable and if we get the business um, i would be really delighted um the only thing i would be I would be annoyed about is if we didn't keep in touch with these guys because they were really smart um people one of the businesses is a personal branding business based in Dubai. Be very exciting to work with them. And another one of the businesses is uh, STEM Toys, Um, but it's really cool STEM toy. STEM um, stands for um, science, engineering, technology, and maths. And this toy is like a little robot that works on an app on your phone that you can control or you can control the app with the robot. It's very cool. Something to teach kids how to code um, with with at, at a base level. So you can imagine these are the types of people. Personal branding, very smart, very Swish understands himself. Um STEM STEM person, um, technological, uh very clever. Way clever than I would ever hope <laughs> I, I think I could ever hope to be. Um so two very, very interesting calls. And something else came up on both of those calls. Whenever we started PDG advertising, I think we might have had a tendency to guarantee things and i learned from a, a guy simon Sinek. um he's a big speaker he talks about finding your why and i saw recently a no we we stopped doing that a long time ago because there's too many factors to guarantee anything i can guarantee that we'll do the best possible job that we can do i can guarantee that you know um you will have the best adverts in your class um for the budget that you have um i can guarantee that we will do what we say we do, but I cannot guarantee that your sales will be at a certain level. I cannot guarantee that your email acquisition will be at a certain level. I can guarantee that we will work on it together, but I can't guarantee specific numbers. And the reason is because there are too many other factors outside of my control and PDG Advertising's control that would allow us to guarantee that. Like no business can guarantee that. No um, business can guarantee anything really at any point A market can shift at any point a facebook algorithm can change and at any point your business could become non-applicable to digital advertising so that's something that i wanted to bring up about not guaranteeing um, results more guaranteeing the work that you will do and look we guarantee it to such an effect that we say look um if you're not happy you know we stand over our work and we'll give you a refund on our on our work and on our labor because we are that confident that We are so reputable and we don't work with people that aren't reputable that would just try and do it. It would have to be something that would go spectacularly wrong for us to let someone down in terms of not doing the work um, that we said that we would do. So in terms of results and guaranteeing results, that's a very important thing for PDG advertising. We don't guarantee any results, but we do guarantee that we will do the work that we say that we will do. Thanks so much for listening. Um, anybody that is listening out there, as I said, if you're one of the people that's listening to the to the podcast uh, today, I would um, it, it would make my day if you would subscribe to the channel um, or put a comment under one of the videos um, and look, you'll definitely get a reply. I can guarantee you. <laughs> I can guarantee you that um, from a rainy, drizzly Belfast evening. Um, I wish you all the best in your day and I look forward to tomorrow's podcast. Bye.